for you listening out there, think about the culture that you grew up in. What were some of those experiences, sports, activities that you participated in, where you lived, the school that you went to, all of these different types of cultural influences. And when you think about that, think about how much all of those experiences played into formulating what you like to do and maybe even what you do to this day when it comes to nutrition habits. The fact is that cultural influences, that plays a huge role in the nutrition habits that we like to do on a daily basis. And if you think about it, without these experiences, we all would just survive off of eating the exact same meal the rest of our lives. But you can already tell that's not reality. That's not how nutrition works. So listen in on this episode because I'm going to talk about some things that can blend your cultural experiences and nutrition habits in a way that really works for you and helps you to achieve all of your goals and the lifestyle that you want to live. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. For any of the new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about everything that helps you to optimize your performance. And for all of my returning listeners, thank you again for joining for another week. And I appreciate all of the support. If you like these episodes, please share them with family, friends, teammates, colleagues, anyone that would like to listen in to some of these topics and great guest interviews. If you want to hear the previous library of episodes, you can check that out on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And also be sure to check out my YouTube channel where I'm putting up video highlight clips, short clips that match the audio content that you're hearing on the podcast. And there you can see some of the great video clips of guest interviews, some of the solo topics that I'm covering, and a video highlight clip is going up every day on my YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out, subscribe, and share that as well. As always, if you like some of the episodes, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate, and leave a helpful review that will really help the growth of the podcast. Today I have a nutrition topic actually, and let's just jump straight into this. I want to keep this one short and sweet. It'll be another solo episode, but it's a big concept when it comes to nutrition. A lot of times with nutrition, we just get really tunnel vision and just focusing on food and nutrient content. But when I talk about nutrition, as you've heard before, nutrition is so much more than just the food in front of us. And it's so much more than just this perspective that food is fuel. Food is so much more than that when we're applying it into our lifestyle. So that's what I want to talk about today is that there's so many cultural influences when it comes to our food choices, what we like to do on a daily basis, and overall what we do over the long term, our sustainable nutrition habits. And I want to start with, I don't know exactly where I read this or heard this, but this was years ago when I was going through all my nutrition education. And some article I think that I read said that, on average, a person will make above about 250 food decisions per day. And if you think about that, thinking about what to eat, when to eat, all of these other factors that might affect what you do when it comes to food consumption, right? 
Are you stressed? Are you rushed? All of these other factors throughout the day that actually, when you think about it, it ties into the food decisions that we make. And on top of that, there's quite a bit of articles floating around out there. I haven't read all of them, but I've come across a few that show that cultural values, cultural experiences, they significantly affect the food choices that we make on a daily basis. And to give some examples, I often look, there's two big broad categories of how culture influences our food choices. And I think the first one is obvious. It's just the culture that you grew up in, right? That could be geographic location. That could be the culture of ethnic traditions, the food traditions in your area. All of these cultural influences, it kind of shapes things from what we like to eat, you know, our palate. It shapes what we call comfort food. It shapes what we don't like as well. All of these things that you grew up with, that stays with you and it becomes a part of who you are, which essentially who you are, that's part of your nutrition habits that you do on a daily basis again. And for all of you listening out there, I'm sure that you can think of some foods or meals or dishes that come to your mind that you grew up with that's literally a part of you. Those are things that you gravitate towards. And maybe when you go outside of that comfort zone, then that's when you find things that maybe you don't prefer as much. And all of this can be traced back into some of the cultural influences that shaped your nutrition habits. Now, building off of that, the second big thing that I want to talk about is that we often run into different cultural values and experiences in various activities, various groups. So a lot of this, we talk about athletes and sports a lot. Every sport has its unique culture and part of that culture affects what you like to do with nutrition choices. And you can think about this now. If you've played different types of sports, let's pick two relatively different cultures, right? Let's say that you're playing something like football versus something, I'm just going to throw this out there, like golf. Two completely different demands physiologically. Mindset is going to be a little different too. A lot of different aspects within the culture of each sport, right? You can see that there's going to be differences. And if you think about this too, that is going to have some type of influence on the food choices, the nutrition habits, supplementation. All of that is going to vary within those different sports cultures. You can also take that and apply it to any other activities too, right? Growing up doing different activities, right? There might have been a little different perspective or different influence that really affected what types of food choices you implemented. So those are the two things that I want you to think about moving forward. Think about how these different types of cultural influences, whether that's geographic location, whether that's the sport or activity that you identify with, how these things really affect and influence your food choices. And I think when you start to do that, you're going to understand more as to what kinds of things really work well for you and maybe what types of things you don't prefer and it doesn't work as well for you. And that's just as valuable sometimes so that you know what types of things you can incorporate into your lifestyle so that it's productive, it's health promoting, and it helps you to reach your goals. Now, when I was thinking about this, I had two articles that I've read before and wanted to share some of this because some of this is very interesting. And it's people that have actually looked at how some of these influences come together and affect food choices, food preferences, and various populations. So the first article that I came across is 
It was titled Athletes Opinions of Food Provision at the 2010 Delhi Commonwealth Games, the influence of culture and sport. So they were looking at higher level athletes competing and they were staying in this athlete's village. And in the athlete's village, they have a common main dining room area where they're cooking and preparing meals for all of these athletes. And basically what the study did was that they got a lot of the athletes that were there for that specified amount of time and they built a questionnaire and had athletes complete that based off of some of their perspectives, their opinions on the dining hall experience, the food choices, what types of things they would have liked to see, what types of things they didn't prefer. And because this was athletes coming from all over the world, you get to see that big cultural influence in what types of things they like to do and especially what types of things they like to do to perform better. And basically through the survey and through the discussion portion, cultural values, this is not surprising at all, are very strongly associated with the beliefs about food and it can have one of the greatest influences on our food intake and food consumption. And many of the things that the athletes responded with or some of the feedback they gave was a lot of their suggestions were driven by their cultural experiences and cultural style of eating. And some of the things that the article mentioned, so there was one part in the discussion where it was saying, you know, that athletes from different areas of the world, they wanted different types of foods or that was kind of their request and their feedback. One that kind of stuck out because, you know, I'm in Hawaii, I'm from Hawaii, was saying that athletes more from Southeast Asia region and Pacific Islands, they wanted more availability of some of the high carb items when compared to other people from other regions around the world. And this is probably because culturally, right, these populations, they eat a lot of things like rice, potato, taro even, poi, all of these types of things. It's what you are accustomed to eating and what really works for you, not only preference wise, but what works with some of the things that you like to eat. And when you're used to some of these staples, I guess you could say in your normal dietary consumption, those are things that you kind of gravitate towards. And even when you're competing or you need to perform at a certain level, sometimes you want these things because that's kind of your normal routine, right? And that's what nutrition's about is all of these other influences besides just looking at, at food as fuel. Because again, not all carb sources are things that you might prefer, right? And another interesting thing that I think we can relate to, right, being more from a Western society, is that the athletes from more the Western nations, they were requesting more snack foods be available throughout the day, you know, as opposed to just eating during your breakfast, lunch, and dinner mealtime. And what I read that was interesting was that a lot of the Western nations, they actually consumed a bigger part of their total energy, daily energy or calorie consumption throughout the day from snack foods. And that actually worked for them. These athletes are used to doing that in between training sessions and their body has adjusted and adapted to eating in this fashion. And plus some of the snacks that they like, and some of it might have been sports foods, who knows, other types of snacks. It actually becomes a part of them because that's what they do on a normal, regular basis. And even another study mentioned that athletes typically from Australia or North America regions, they typically do eat snacks more frequently than other athletes from other parts of the world. So it's kind of interesting because again, that has more of a cultural influence and component because you can see it's very different. In other regions where you didn't have that cultural influence, maybe snacking is not something that you're used to and something that 
makes you feel like you can perform at your best where when you look at some of these other countries the snacks in between training sessions to get some quick source of of energy or even help you to feel mentally like you're not running on empty right some of those things are influenced by the culture that we grew up in now another article that i wanted to briefly talk about was athletes and supplements prevalence and perspectives and yes this is targeting it more from a supplement approach but a lot of these concepts can overlap with how these influences affect our nutrition habits so one big takeaway from this article that i wanted to talk about was that there's so many people that influence what types of things you practice what nutrition habits you follow and this is not surprising either and a lot of other studies agree with this is that Oftentimes, athletes, they're most influenced by very influential individuals around them in that athlete circle. And this includes coaches, parents, teammates, fellow athletes, right? People that they really trust that hold a lot of weight when they talk about nutrition or make these recommendations. And on top of that, a lot of athletes, they go to coaches, teammates, family, friends to get some of these nutrition recommendations. But what I want to say here is that those things can be beneficial and helpful. I'm not saying that it's not. But oftentimes, you don't know if it's going to be that helpful. And one thing about this that I want to say is that, again, taking this perspective that food is more than just fuel, you want to get advice from people that see the bigger picture of nutrition, are trained in nutrition. Because again, what works for someone, it may or may not work for someone else. And again, a lot of times, if they're just going on personal experiences, that's great, right? But know that every person is unique when it comes to nutrition. And the big theme of today is cultural experiences or just experiences in general, that can really affect how you respond to some of these nutritional practices. Now, what's interesting is not only in this article, but quite a few other articles too, it says that athletes, they're not as likely or not as comfortable going to a trained nutritionist or dietitian to get some nutrition advice, which to me, I think that has to be improved in the future. Because a lot of this, my perspective is that you need to go and talk to and get the guidance from someone that is going to focus on your unique individual needs some of your cultural experiences, some of the things that they'll work with you so that they know that you can implement this. It's realistic. It makes you feel good. And it's something that you can sustain for a long period of time. I think that's the key when it comes to nutrition. Because again, taking it from that bigger perspective is that nutrition is really integrated into every aspect of your life. And it's more than just the food. It's making sure you have a good relationship with food. It's making sure you enjoy what you're doing. It's making sure it's feasible, it's cost effective, you know, all of these things that I've talked about before. And of course, what we're talking about today is making sure that your nutrition habits, it fits into your cultural values and experiences and things that you like to do. And just remember that because again, tying it back to culture, all of the people around you, right? Your coaches, your people that you look up to, the people that you trust to give you some advice. Just know that in your circle, a lot of their influence can influence your nutritional practices. And that's where you need to take a look at everything and understand that, okay, I know that my culture influences my food choices. How can I make that work better for me? So what I want to do is just give three things to think about and we'll end it on that note. 
And the first point is to understand that nutrition is a part of culture, any culture that you associate yourself with. And also on the flip side, know that your culture and your experiences that influences your nutrition choices. So those two things will play off of each other. Culture influences your nutrition habits and your nutrition habits influence the culture that you're a part of. And the second point is that, remember, there's no one size fits all to achieve a certain lifestyle, achieve certain goals, achieve certain levels of fitness. There's more than one way to do something. And I think that's what gives people the perspective or the flexibility to think that I can figure out how to make my cultural experiences, my current cultural influences work with what I want to achieve with nutrition habits, health, just overall goals in general. And along those lines, third point is if there's no one size fits all, if there's multiple ways to make culture and nutrition work together, I really encourage people, don't push what works for you. With your unique cultural experiences, don't push all of that on other people. Because again, there's different ways to achieve a same goal. And again, most people, their cultural experiences, values, they're slightly different. Even if you're from the same culture, you're going to have different types of influences when it comes to different sports, different activities, maybe even slightly different preferences, traditions, you know, things that you like to do that are tied into nutrition. So that's what I recommend for people is to just understand there's no one size fits all and try not to push what has worked for you on others. Because again, it might not be the best fit for them. They can find their own way to make culture and nutrition blend together so that they can make it work for them and make it line up with the lifestyle and goals that they want to achieve. So think about those things. Remember that nutrition is trying to create this balance, balance for what works for you physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, everything that's going on around you, especially with some of the cultural values that you have grew up with and you believe and follow to this day. That's all that I have for this episode and thank you for tuning in. I haven't put out a nutrition episode in a while. I've been really, really busy with all the school things and of course focusing on biomechanics and anatomy and all of these things. So that's why nutrition has kind of fell on the back burner but I looked at the episodes that have recently come out this year and I realized let's talk about nutrition because nutrition is something that I still enjoy sharing information on and it's something that I like to practice and incorporate into my lifestyle as well as a lot of the athletes that I work with. But overall, I hope this was a helpful episode. Share it with any family and friends. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel. You can just search for HNL Movement and you'll see some of the recent video highlight clips that have been going up there. Please share them with family and friends. Subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Check out my social media. I haven't been as active lately, but I will pick that up when things start to settle down. And of course, if you have any feedback, would like to reach out to me, contact me through social media. You can email me at andrew at HNO Movement or just contact me. I have a contact page on my website. You can contact through that form there. But I would love to hear any of the feedbacks, comments, questions, anything that you have out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and all of the continued support. I have some great episodes coming up, so stay tuned for that. Great guest interviews. I hope to pick up some of the frequency of guest interviews as we head into the summer. So stay tuned for all of that. I hope everyone is having a strong start to their year. Keep training, working hard. Of course, 
working on sustainable nutrition habits, and working towards all of your goals. New episodes are released every Tuesday, so I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, aloha. Aloha.